Alright, we're continuing on in our study of 1 John. So let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 John chapter 2. We're going to read this passage, chapter 7 through chapter, or excuse me, verse 7 through verse 11 of chapter 2. And uh, how about, Sister Min, if you would start, and then we'll each take turns reading a verse. But I will no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which we have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is past, and the true light now shine. He saith that he is the light, and hath his brother hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. So, uh, uh, in the notes here, I, I've written that I, I think a pretty good argument could be made that this text, what we're looking at this morning, is the most important part of this epistle. Uh, now, I, there's so much in 1 John that's, that's important. You may be wondering, <coughs> why would I say that? But uh, uh, I, that's what I think. Uh, those, there are those who are inclined to, I guess you would say, elevate certain doctrines and maybe they do that and I, I, I want to warn against even what I'm do, saying right now but for example you know that there are people we're not going to name them but there are people who make the doctrine of the uh, preservation of scripture really the focus of their faith and that that seems to be all that they're interested in and and I think we can agree that that is certainly important but you know the Bible doesn't really rank doctrines and fundamentalism though that's one of my issues with fundamentalism is that uh, it has done that they fundamentalism ranks doctrines uh, maybe not one through ten or something like that but they have said okay these seven or eight doctrines are the cardinal doctrines of the Christian faith and uh, all the rest we can agree to disagree on well uh, I think that's uh, not, not a very good philosophy for uh, establishing our doctrine. The Pharisees and scribes, they did that. Uh, and do you remember in Matthew 22 when, when uh, the Sadducees came to Jesus and they brought that question about, you know, the guy that had a wife and, and uh, the wife or the, the husband died and she married his brother and then he died and married the other brother until he, she ended up marrying all seven brothers and then and then she died too and in the resurrection whose wife is she going to be? Well the Lord uh, answered that question and uh, then the Pharisees, one of their scribes came and said, Master what is the greatest commandment? And uh, Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart and soul and might and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's, that's in Matthew 22. We're not going to turn to that. Um, 
because there are some other things we're going to do at the end of our class today. But my, my issue with fundamentalism is this practice that they picked out those seven or eight doctrines that they consider cardinal to the Christian faith. And, and I'm not disagreeing with that. <clears throat> I think that somebody who doesn't believe in the virgin birth of Christ or the, the divine inspiration of Scripture is, by definition, not a Christian. Uh, but at the same time, there are plenty of other doctrines that if you don't believe in them, I have serious problems with your faith. And, uh, <laughs> well, what about our text that we've read right here? All other doctrines like the nature of the church and, and the, the ordinances, because some people think there are more than two ordinances, and some people think that they're not ordinances, they're sacraments, you know, that by being baptized as an infant or by taking Holy Communion, they're, they're somehow getting the saving grace by participating in those rites. Uh, that certainly isn't what the Bible teaches. And uh, so they, they, they make those doctrines negotiable or at least uh, debatable. And uh, they, they probably wouldn't make the doctrine that we're going to consider today indispensable to the Christian faith even though that is exactly what it says. This, this passage of Scripture says that if you hate your brother, you're not a Christian. That's what it's saying. And uh, so, do you know how many times the... the, the First John says that we should love God with all our heart and soul and mind. How many of you have read First John before? Okay. <laughs> Do you remember how many times First John says we should love God? Zero. Doesn't say it once. Do you know how many times it says we should love our brother? Six times. Generally speaking, Christians don't have a problem hating God. Right? Oh, do we have a problem with hating our brother? Hmm. And that why do people leave churches? Well, I don't want to have to climb those stairs. I'm looking for a church with an elevator. Is that why? Well, their their parking lot, you know, the moving trucks are always there. I gotta look for a church that has a big parking lot. No, people they leave churches because they get mad at somebody and they won't forgive them and so they go to another church. It's, have, it's a big problem. Question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, somewhere in the Bible, uh, the, a verse says that if you love your parents or your brothers more than me, you don't belong to me. Yeah, you're not worthy of being my disciple. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I absolutely agree with that. I don't think that every Christian is a disciple. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. I think that there are people who are saved, but they're not uh, disciples of Christ. And uh, that's a little bit different. You know, I think we can make a case that that is different if you love your children more than you love God. Because, let's say... You don't uh, tithe because you want your children to go to Harvard. And that costs a lot of money. And so you're saving all of your money to send your kids to Harvard, assuming they can get in. 
then you know the case can be made that you love your kids more than you love God, but that's different than hating your brother. I see. That's different. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Spirit of God led uh, John here, the Apostle John, to write to his beloved audience something that was not a new revelation. Because it's not a new revelation because we can find the command to love even our enemies all the way back in Leviticus 19.18. Christ repeatedly stressed the necessity of loving our, our brethren. It was taught, I'm sure, it was taught by Paul when Paul went to Ephesus, which is where John was when he wrote this epistle. John was at Ephesus. And um, um, even, you know, so long before the Apostle John became the pastor of the church at Ephesus, they had been taught the necessity of, of loving the brethren. And yet, there is a, a sense in which it is a new commandment, because that's what he says. And in, in, uh, get my glasses back on. In verse number 7, he says, he says, this isn't a new commandment. It's an old commandment, and this old commandment is the word which you hear from the beginning, but again, a new commandment I write unto you. Now, these are two things. There isn't the old commandment is this, and the new commandment is something different, it's this. No, it's the same commandment. The same commandment is to love your brother. And he that doesn't love his brother, well, he's abiding in darkness. So, um, the, but before before uh, we became a Christian, we really weren't capable of loving our brother. If you love yourself more than you love your brother, then you don't really love your brother. Real love is not mushy sentimentalism that's based on emotions or based on our feelings or based on circumstances. As long as the circumstances are positive, as long as we feel good, then that love is there. But, but the minute that the circumstances change or the sentiment, the sentiment changes, then, well, I'm not in love with them anymore. And that's the problem. So uh, uh, real love, real love gives, and it gives sacrificially. And the example is the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave. That's the example of love. And we couldn't genuinely, why couldn't we before we were saved, genuinely love our brother? Why couldn't we do it? You're, you're looking with anticipation. Nobody has any thoughts? Because the love of God is not in us. <laughs> That's good. The Bible says it's because we were both blind and in darkness. Second Corinthians 4.4 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded uh, your eyes. I think that's what it says. Second Corinthians 4.4 4. Um, So, somebody who's blind they can walk in the light, and they still stumble, right? Even if the light were shined upon a blind man, he still couldn't see and comprehend the light. And that was all of our condition before we came to Christ and became new creatures. But now we can see, and, and 
No light from darkness. We're capable of distinguishing inky blackness from brilliant light. But he that says he's in the light and hates his brother, the Bible says, not Rob Hoopman, the Bible says that person is in darkness even until now. And there really isn't any wiggle room there. I spent a lot of time this week thinking about that. Because I know so many professing Christians that if they know that a person is going to be in church, they won't be in church. If they know that the person they hate is in Home, home Plus, they're not going to go to Home Plus. They'll go to Emart. And yet, they have a really good salvation testimony, but they hate their brother. Mm. If, if we cannot come to church because, uh, you know, someone cannot come to church because they might run into a despised person, and they would rather disobey the Bible, or they would rather go to a man-made church with man-made doctrine, not Bible doctrine, you know, this kind of doctrine, you know, where you oh, there's baptized now. That's man-made doctrine. They're not abiding in the light. And if they're not in the light, the Bible doesn't offer us any gray or shadowy alternative to the light. They're in darkness, they're not in light. And we honestly cannot water this truth down. We can't say, well, he's just backslidden and, and we should pray for him to get right with God and get right with his brother. But the one who won't get right, we're not talking about one who gets mad. We're talking about one who won't get right. And they won't hear even about the possibility of reconciliation. They have not remained in the light because they were never made a new creature in the first place. Their eyes were never opened to the truth. You can take a blind person and you can set, have them stand near the window and they can feel the heat of the sun, but you know what they can't comprehend? They can't see the light. And when a thick cloud passes overhead, they cannot know where the light went because they can't see the light. Now notice something significant of verse number 10 in our text. This is important. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. Verse number 9 had presented the negative. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Verse number 10 then flips it around and gives the positive. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. He that loves his brother abides in the light. There's none occasion of stumbling in him. Since, since he can see, and since he is in the light, he can discern all the potential obstacles and pitfalls and traps, and he can avoid them. If, if, if we laid out a bunch of bear traps, you ever seen a bear trap? I mean, you need, you need like a clamp. I used to do a lot of trapping when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I've trapped, I've trapped hundreds and hundreds of uh, muskrat and mink and, and uh, some fox and raccoon and skinned them out and sold the, the fur. That's how I made money when I was a teenager, was trapping. And uh, 
Uh, but uh, there's no bears around Holland, Michigan. Lots of muskrat and raccoons and foxes and things. No bears. But when you, if you want to put a, a bear trap out, those things are about this big. And you need a clamp because they're so powerful that you can't force the jaws of that trap open with your hands. But if we, if we set out a bunch of bear traps in this room, and uh, it was at night, and we turned out the light, boy, you'd be afraid because you, put, you step in one of the bear traps, it's going to break your ankle like that. But it, it's no problem. If you can see, you just, you just step around it. But somebody who is blind and somebody who's in darkness, they're not able to see those things. But somebody who can see has no occasion of stumbling, it says. And not only the one who's in darkness, not only might he stumble, he might be the reason that somebody else stumbles. He's still in darkness, and he prefers his own hatred to the love of Christ. His eyes remain blinded to the glory of grace and forgiveness. And uh, do you know why this doctrine isn't discussed as being fundamental to the Christian faith? Because there are so many bitter, unforgiving people in churches. And many of them put a lot of money in the offering plates. And some of them, like Diotrephes, if we turned over just a few pages to 3 John, you see there was a guy named Diotrephes, and he didn't, he didn't like the Apostle John. And not only did he not like the Apostle John, he tried getting everybody who did like the Apostle John and having them put out of church because Diotrephes loved the preeminence. If you look in the book of Colossians, it's all about the preeminence of Christ. But Diotrephes wanted the preeminence for himself. And there are lots of people that are like Diotrephes, and they want to have the preeminence. They want people patting them on the back. They want people respecting them. They're not going to respect other people. They want people respecting them. And our, our churches, I believe, contain plenty of old camouflaged tares whose eyes are blind to the truth even though they prayed the sinner's prayer and were baptized. Just because somebody repeats after me, Lord, forgive my sins and take me to heaven when I die, that if there's not faith, those were just words. Those were just, just something that, you know, uh, in their mind, it's just something that you have to do, just like you have to give money, and you have to join the church, and you have to be baptized, and you have to, you know, partake Holy Communion, and you have to do all this. They, you know, and, when they, and when they stand before the Lord Jesus someday, they're going to say, Lord, look at everything I've done. I did this in your name. I did great works in your name. I cast out devils in your name. I did this, I did this, I did this. And you know who that sounds like, don't you? It sounds like Lucifer. Isaiah chapter 14, where he said, I will ascend 
to the mountain of the north. I will do this. I will. I will. I will. So uh, the one who you know is pointing at themselves and makes makes it about themselves. That might be, I think, why this is one of the most desperately needed passages of the, of, of the Bible today. People, I think that there are so many people that, that they just said a prayer. But there's not been any regeneration that's taken place in their life because they can't even love their brethren. And the whole law and prophets hang on those two commandments to love God with all our heart, soul, and might. And you cannot really love God if everything is about yourself. And you're not loving your brother if your heart is full of bitterness and bile and anger and no forgiveness has taken place. So, uh, do you disagree with that? So, all right, we uh, we're gonna a pause here, and uh, we'll we'll go on with our study in First John next week. But we need to have a little bit of a business meeting before the business meeting of the church because not everything is going to be uh, interpreted in English.